Hey everybody, welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we are going to review a film called Before Midnight. Mm-hmm. It is directed by Richard Linklater, and it stars Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. This is the third in a series of films about these two people, Jesse and Celine. But interestingly enough, these three films were made 10 years apart each, practically. Mm-hmm. The first two were Before Sunrise, in which they meet yeah. on a train, and Before Sunset. And here we are now, almost 20 years later. It's before midnight. They are vacationing in Greece. They are now living together. And they're in their 40s, I think. They are definitely in their 40s. And by the way, this film was written by Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy, and Richard Linklater. So this is very incestuous almost. (laughs) Interestingly enough, they don't make movies like this anymore, Anne, because it is all talk. No explosions, nobody gets shot, no car crashes, no violence. It's two people talking. They're vacationing in Greece, in a small town in Greece. They walk for the first 20 minutes and they talk and they talk and they talk. They talk about their relationship. They talk about their pasts. Mm -hmm. They obviously care for one another. They are obviously at that point in their lives where they're kind of wondering, "Mm, is this really going to last? And really, that's all that happens in this film. I think the first installment of this series, which was called Before Sunrise, was to represent the beginning of a relationship. Then the second one before sunset was to be the happy ending. What happens in Before Midnight doesn't have such an exactness of feeling. I think what I mean by that is that in this film, the jealousies of their past become an immediate part of their present, which puts their future in jeopardy. So therefore, when we're watching Before Midnight, we really are not sure, nor are the two characters, Celine and Jesse, about whether this relationship is going to make it. I think that's probably the most interesting part about this picture. You said earlier, Les, and I agree with you, they don't make movies like this very much. They used to make them, and they were called talkies. (laughs) In this movie, you mentioned, and of course it's true, these two people do not stop talking for one minute. They are yakking about whatever the trivialness of the moment is. And if you don't like these two people, you will be bored to tears. And I must say, I thought that while they were very profound sometimes, and then of course they were the opposite of that, the incessant sniping and the yammering and nattering really tested my patience. Most of my problems, however, were with the character of Celine. Like Jesse says to her at one point, why is it I stay with you? I can't stand you. All you do is whine and gripe and complain. That's exactly how I felt. Why am I staying with these two people in this movie? Well, it's only a two-hour movie. What the heck? Two hours plus. Okay. I have to agree with you. I think that Celine is the kind of person that I would not keep into my life Certainly not for 20 years, probably not for 20 minutes, but because it was on the screen and I was eating popcorn and (laughs) 
<laughs> it wasn't bothering me. I really did enjoy the chemistry between these two people. Ethan Hawke, Anne, is one of those underrated actors. He's been around a long time. Mm -hmm. He very often plays second fiddle to somebody else. He was opposite Denzel Washington in Denzel's Oscar-winning role in Training Day. Right. You don't remember him in that picture because Denzel was so great. This one he is carrying, and I think he does it in a very, very interesting way. He seems like a very nice guy. He seems like a guy who, for some reason, has put up with her for all these years. Yeah, well, his patience is being tried as well. Well, I think that's the story, if there right. is a story here. Well, I think the story comes to some sort of a arc when they go to the hotel, supposedly to have a little romantic tryst. And their romance is interrupted by a phone call that threatens their relationship. Yes. From that point on, the dialogue becomes much more incendiary. And there's a lot of verbal fisticuffs that go on in that hotel room. And in fact, I thought that was by far the best part of the movie because there was a kind of energy between the two of them that I appreciated. However, my problem with this movie is I don't understand what Celine is so angry about all the time. And that wasn't just my opinion. That was Jesse's problem with her <laughs> as well. Well, that's very true. However, I know a lot of people who are angry all the time. They are negative about everything. You look at them and you say, okay, listen, you're not the emperor or empress of the world, but you're living a decent life. What's your problem? And shut up about yeah, it. Look, to me, this was about a couple who are so mundane that at times I wanted to run out of the theater because when I go to the movies, I want to see two characters or five characters or whatever involved in a much more complex and more interesting relationship than these two. I know it's relatable. I know they're discussing infidelity, virtual sex, male and female competition, friendship, happiness, all the stuff that people discuss when they're with friends or when they're just having an intimate, quiet dinner for two someplace. I just didn't think that the movie was brilliant in its concept. I've seen other movies about two people that I thought were much more exciting, like Two for the Road, for example. Oh, absolutely. No. Well, of course, you had Audrey Hepburn in that Yes, one. and of course, her co-star was Albert Finney, and I could sit with those two all night long. Right. For fans of the series, Before Midnight is like being with a couple of old friends. Their early naivete in this movie has been replaced by some harsh life experiences. Great passion has been supplanted by kind of a quiet romance, and their youthful banter has given way to some grumpy, testy, vitriolic, verbal fisticuffs. But there is still a spark that keeps these two people intrigued with each other, and there's much to be said about that. Probably these two will say it again and again and again because, after all, there are the hours before midnight, and then there are the hours after midnight. So we might see before one, before two, before three o'clock, <laughs> before four o'clock. After all, Celine and Jesse are only in their 40s, so God knows how much more they have to talk about. Well, you know, they're making one of these movies once every 10 years. I am looking forward to seeing them sitting on rocking chairs on the porch of an old folks' home, still fighting mattering. with each other. Yes, still mattering <laughs> and mattering.
I think I know what your light's going to be. All right, I'm giving it a green light. I found the actors interesting. I was annoyed by the characters, or the character, I should say, of Celine. But it kind of took me back to the more verbal films that you and I grew up with. I relaxed and I enjoyed myself, so I am giving it a green light. Well, I really got worn out from the arguing and the bickering and the fighting and the making up and all of that stuff and the constant sniping of Celine about her life to Jesse. So there's much to be said for movies like this. As you said earlier, I think movies that have a lot of talk are wonderful and I applaud them. But for me, this Before Midnight only rates a bright yellow light. Okay, a green light and a bright yellow light for Before Midnight. Well, we're going to come back and review another film very, very shortly. We hope you will join us at that time. Until then, I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that the next time you go sit in the dark with popcorn, you don't chatter nearly as much as Celine did the next time you go to the movies. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.